Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How are you all doing? Alhamdulillah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسلل سخيمة قلبي آمين يا رب العالمين باب نمبر 58 إن شاء الله we'll look into a few more issues related to zakat on produce now remember that a lot of times when people own farmland Of course, once they harvest their crop or they have their fruit, then they must sell it very quickly, right? Because uh, if it's not sold, it can get spoiled. So one of the main things that farmers are concerned about is selling their harvest. So a lot of times what people do is that they pre-sell their harvest. Like for example, Jabir radiallahu anhu, he had a deal with a Jewish man in Medina. This Jewish man would actually give Jabir radiallahu anhu a certain amount of money. He would give him advanced payment. And then whenever the fruit was ripe on the trees, then the Jewish man would come and collect all of the dates. All right? So they had this understanding. This way, Jabir radiallahu anhu had a stable source of income and that man also had a guaranteed source of fruit. So now the question is that if somebody is selling their fruit, then who is supposed to give zakat? Who is supposed to give zakat and when is that zakat supposed to be given? So this is what the question is, bab number 58. One thing you should be clear about is that technically zakat is due on grains, on agriculture, when it has been harvested, when the husk has been removed. But when it comes to zakat on fruit, then zakat on fruit is due when the fruit is being harvested. All right, from that time it is due. باب من باع ثماره او نخله او ارضه او زرعه من باع the one who sells ثماره his fruit meaning dates or grapes او نخله or his palm trees او ارضه or his land او زرعه or his crop okay he sells it but he sells it at a time when وقد وجب فيه العشر When the ushr is due on it, meaning this is zakatable. Alright, why is it zakatable? Because the fruit is ripe, it is being harvested, or it's just ready for harvest, and it is also, you know, it reaches the nisab level. So, وَقَدْ وَجَبَ فِيهِ الْعُشْرُ أَوِ الصَّدَقَةُ Or sadaqah is due on it. And remember we discussed this earlier, that even though zakat is not mandatory in some cases, still it is encouraged that a person should give some charity. So, فَأَدَّ الزَّكَاةَ مِنْ غَيْرِهِ So he gives zakat from something else. Meaning because, think about Jabir radiallahu anhu. He's already made the deal with that Jewish man, that whatever comes off of these trees is yours. Alright? But now, if he's already sold all of his fruit, isn't he supposed to give zakat? Technically, he's supposed to give zakat. So how is he going to give zakat? He's going to give zakat from something else. Meaning of equivalent value in some other form. أو باع ثماره or he sells his fruit ولم تجب فيه الصدقة and صدقة is not due on it. So basically this is regarding the person who sells his fruit. Fruit refers to the dates or the grapes. This is only selling the fruit. Secondly, palm trees. Which palm trees? Palm trees with fruit on them. Thirdly, land. Of course what is meant by land is land with palm trees which have dates on them. Or land with grapevines with grapes on them. 
And the fourth situation is, that the fourth possibility is that he's selling his zar, his crop. With the land or without the land or just the harvest. So now, if he's selling these four things, there are two possibilities. One possibility is that this sale is at a time when the ushur is due. Okay, this sale is at a time when the zakat is due. So the question is, is this sale permissible? Is this permissible? From the example of Jabir anhu, what do you say? Is it permissible? Yes, it's permissible. Now, what about the zakat? We learned that he can give it in some other form. The second possibility is that walam tajib fihi sadaqa. He sells this before zakat is due on it. Like let's say a person has a garden, he's got lots of date palm trees on it. And, you know, the dates are really small. They're not even close to ripening. But he wants to sell that land, so he sells it. So is he supposed to give zakat? No, because zakat is not due on it. So the second possibility is that he makes the sale before zakat is due on it, before the fruit ripens. And basically you don't know if the harvest will be enough to make zakat due. So regarding this, Imam Bukhari brings a statement, وَقَوْلُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And the words of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that لا تبيع الثمرات do not sell dates حتى يبدو صلاحها until it is clear that they are good. Meaning this sale can only be made once the potential of the harvest can be estimated. So once you can figure out that okay the dates are turning reddish, brownish, all right. So it can be estimated that it'll be about 800 kilos, for example. You can make a good khars. You can make a good estimate. So this means that the sale cannot be made before the potential of the harvest can be estimated. And in this case, zakat will be paid by the buyer whenever zakat is due. So Imam Bukhari says, فَلَمْ يَحْضُرِ الْبَيْعَ بَعْدَ الصَّلَاحِ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ وَلَمْ يَخُصَّ مَنْ وَجَبَ عَلَيْهِ الزَّكَاتُ مِمَّا لَمْ تَجِبْ That the Prophet ﷺ did not forbid anyone to sell after this and did not specify who should or should not pay the zakat. So basically, zakat will be paid by the buyer whenever it becomes due. This is very important. First of all, there is honesty here. From the ahadith also we see that you should only sell someone something when you know that, you know, for example, if you're selling trees or land, land with trees on it, you should only sell it when you know that they have the potential to grow some fruit. All right, And when you know that the fruit will actually be healthy. Otherwise, if you're selling him land with trees on it and the fruit could be spoiled or let's say there's been um, you know, some severe weather conditions and because of that the trees have died and they're not really going to produce anything, it's not fair to the person who's buying. So a sale should be made at a time when the buyer knows what he's actually getting into, what he's paying for. And secondly, we see that when he's selling this at a time when zakat is due, then the person cannot just get rid of his wealth and say, well, you know what, I sold it, so I don't have to pay zakat. And now the buyer has to pay zakat. That's not fair on the buyer. Right? So who has to give the zakat? The person who is selling. If he's selling at a time when zakat is due. Alright, so in the hadith we see, حدثنا حجاج حدثنا شعبة أخبرني عبد الله بن دينار سمعت ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما ابن عمر رضي الله عنه reported that نهى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم forbade عن بيع الثمرة from selling fruit حتى يبدو صلاحها until its صلاح its correctness becomes evident 
وَكَانَ إِذَا سُئِلَ عَنْ صَلَاحِهَا And when he was asked about the salah, the goodness of the fruit, قَالَ He said, حَتَّى تَذْهَبَ عَاهَتُهُ Until its aha has gone. Now what is aha? Aha is basically some kind of disease or defect. So basically when you know that this fruit is going to grow, and you know that it's gone through the you know early stage and now it's just going to ripen. So there has to be this fairness when it comes to business. حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف حدثني الليث حدثني خالد بن يزيد عن عطاء بن أبي رباح عن جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما نهى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم forbade عن بيع الثمار from selling fruit حتى يبدو صلاحها until it was clear that they were good. The third hadith حدثنا قتيبة عن مالك عن حميد عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Naha an thimari hatta tuzhiya. That the Prophet ﷺ forbade the selling of fruit until it tuzhiya, until they're fully grown. Qala hatta tahmarra. He said, until they're red. So basically, when even one date on a date palm begins to turn reddish, then you know that, okay, it's just going to ripen. This fruit is going to be good. So what do we learn from this? What lesson can we extract from these ahadiths? That there should be clarity whenever there's trade. The buyer should know what he's buying and the seller should be very honest. So see, when you have date palm trees, I mean, date palm trees are such that they produce a consistent amount of fruit. So you know what to expect every year. So based on what the person has been giving, you know, he would have an idea of how much this is for. Or there's a deal. The way you sell fruit is that, at least at that time, was that, like Jabir anhu had done, that whatever fruit comes from my land is yours. Okay, so he would come, the man would come, inspect the land, and say, okay, based on what I see, I believe this is how much the harvest is going to be. Khars. Do you remember the khars? So you have to do a khars. And then eventually when the fruit is picked, then the seller will have to give zakat on it from something else. Okay? Because the fruit already belongs to someone else now. But whenever the fruit has been picked, the exact amount will be given by the seller. So he's going to have to find out. The responsibility is on the seller. So the way you quantify is that you see it, that okay, there's 10 trees, and it can be estimated that this is the amount of fruit that they will produce based on what they look like. So... That's how much you will pay. Bab hal yashtari sadaqatahu. Now there's a question. What if someone really likes their date palms, right, and their fruit, but they've already made a deal and they've sold it? Or actually this is about, you know, someone has given sadaqa, has given charity of their dates, for example, and they want to buy those because they want to eat those. Can they do that? Or for example, you give something as a donation, and then you see it up for sale, can you go buy it? You give something as a gift to someone, and then you see that they're not really using it properly, can you go buy it off of them? This is a question. So can someone buy his own sadaqah? This is actually something that's not allowed. Just as a gift cannot be taken back, you cannot take back your charity. You cannot take it back for free, and you cannot purchase it either. Even if the poor person goes and sells it in the market, you cannot go and buy your own 
charity. This is something that's not allowed. وَلَا بَأْسَ أَنْ يَشْتَرِيَ صَدَقَتَهُ غَيْرُهُ But there's nothing wrong in someone else buying that sadaqa. Like for example, you give a poor person, let's say you want to be very generous, you give them a car. And then you see that they've put it up on sale, on Kijiji. Right? So you get offended, but never mind. That's your problem. Are they allowed to sell it? That's the question. Is someone allowed to sell what they have received in charity? Yes, this is something permissible. Because لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Because the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم إِنَّمَا نَهَلْ مُتَصَدِّقَ خَاصَّةً عَنِ الشِّرَائِ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم specifically forbade the person giving the charity from buying it. وَلَمْ يَنْهَ غَيْرَهُ And he did not forbid others. So when you know that someone is selling something that they received in charity, can you buy it? Can you buy it? Yes. So for example, someone gives their gold in zakat. Can you go buy it? As long as you were not the person who gave that zakat. Okay. حدثنا يحيى بن بكير حدثنا الليث عن عقيل عن ابن شهاب عن سالم أن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنهما So Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله عنه كان يحدث He would narrate that أن عمر بن الخطاب that Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu tasaddaqa bifarasin fi sabilillah. He once gave a horse in charity in the way of Allah. A horse. How much is a horse worth? Imagine he gave a horse in charity. We think of, you know, five dollars, ten dollars, maximum thousand dollars. He gave a horse in sadaqah. This was Umar radiallahu anhu. We should also have such intentions, you know, such goals. I want to give something big in the way of Allah. Inshallah. فَوَجَدَهُ يُبَاعُ And then he found it being sold. فَأَرَادَ أَنْ يَشْتَرِيَهُ So Umar anhu intended to go buy it, but he wasn't sure if he should or shouldn't. So, ثُمَّ أَتَى النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم, He went to the Prophet فَاسْتَأْمَرَهُ And he asked him for his amr. Amr as in his instruction that what am I supposed to do about this? Can I go buy this horse or no? فَقَالَ So the Prophet ﷺ said, لَا تَعُدْ فِي صَدَقَتِكَ Do not return to your sadaqah, meaning do not take it back. فَبِذَلِكَ So because of that, كَانَ ابْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا Ibn Umar رضي الله عنه, his habit was that لَا يَتْرُكُوا أَنْ يَبْتَاعَ شَيْئًا تَصَدَّقَ بِهِ That anything that he had given in charity, if he ended up buying it, this is of course by accident, then لا يتركو, he wouldn't leave it إلا جعله صدقة except that he would make it صدقة meaning he would give it away because sometimes it happens that you buy something without knowing that oh I gave it in the first place right so it, this happened with the Sahaba so if it ever happened with Ibn Umar عنه, he wouldn't keep it so what do we learn from this hadith that first of all when you're not sure about something what should you do? ask right so Umar عنه, asked the Prophet wasallam. Now, if someone unknowingly buys his sadaqah, unknowingly, and he finds out later that this was actually what I gave in charity, then what should he do? He should not keep it, because the Prophet ﷺ said, لا تعود في صدقتك. Don't return to it, don't take it back. So, a person should not keep it, he should give it in charity. Now, if he knowingly buys his sadaqah, 
so that he can give it again in sadaqa. This is not correct. This is useless. If he buys his sadaqa to benefit the poor person, let's say you gave him charity, let's say you gave him clothes, now he's selling those clothes. So you say, oh poor guy, he must need cash. So let me buy those clothes off of him, he'll get cash, and I can give those clothes to someone else. How about that? No. Because لا تعود في صدقتك If you're really feeling generous, then you can give him the cash just like that. Right? Okay, so for example, you gave clothes to someone and now they're selling those clothes. You find out that they're selling those clothes. Can you encourage someone else to go buy those clothes? Yeah. Someone else can buy them. Right? But you cannot. Because you gave that charity. Now, can you give money to someone else to go buy it? Yeah, sure, because you're not buying it. You're giving it to someone else. Now, one thing I want to mention quickly. The Prophet wasallam, he once bought a camel from Jabir radiallahu anhu. Basically, they were returning from a journey and Jabir radiallahu anhu looked really sad. His camel was very slow and he was all the way in the back. And the Prophet wasallam's habit was that he would be in the back of the caravan. So what happened? Jabir who looked really sad to the Prophet ﷺ started making conversation with him and he found out that Jabir who had a lot of debt on him because his father had passed away in Uhud and he had a lot of sisters that were dependent on him. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him that, sell me your camel. And Jabir said that, no, he started laughing that this camel is so bad, nobody's going to buy it. But the Prophet ﷺ insisted that, no, sell me your camel. So Jabir radiallahu again he hesitated, but the Prophet sallallahu said, give it to me for one dirham. So now Jabir radiallahu laughed that one dirham is too less, right? That's nothing. So then they kept going back and forth until they came up to an agreement that, okay, this is the money that the Prophet sallallahu was going to pay. When they reached Medina, Jabir radiallahu came with the camel and the Prophet sallallahu told Bilal radiallahu that give him the money and the camel. Hmm? Give him the money and the camel. So basically, the Prophet ﷺ didn't take the camel from him. It is said that he did this exercise with Jabir to teach him how to bargain. To give him an experience of how to make a sale. Because now he had to do this a lot. He had a whole family to look after. So the Prophet ﷺ was also a mentor to his companions in so many ways. So you cannot buy the charity that you have given to someone, alright? But you can give them something along with its price, if that's what you want to do. Okay? Yeah, so the thing is that, the wisdom behind this is that once you have given something away for the sake of Allah, alright, then you have to detach yourself from it. Because if you don't detach yourself from it and you keep seeking it, then your intention also becomes, you know, corrupt. So, you know, for example, the companions who migrated from Makkah to Medina, they were not allowed to settle back in Makkah. Because once you have left something, given something up for the sake of Allah, then don't go back to it. Right? Because we have to be consistent in our actions. That once you have, you know, left something or started something for the sake of Allah, do it until the very end. Consistency is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. Because when you keep going back to what you've given, or you keep changing your mind, then, you know, there is no consistency there. So this is one of the wisdoms.
Exactly. Once you've given something away, you've given it away. So don't try to control it in any way whatsoever. That don't think that you will use it better or you will take care of it better or you're going to tell, you know, someone how to use it. You've given it, it's over. Right? And if that person is selling it, you know, inshallah someone else will come and buy it from them. You don't have to be the buyer. And if you want to help them out financially even more, you can always do that. If it comes back to you indirectly through another transaction. So for example, you gave charity, somebody else came and bought it, and then they are selling it to you or they're giving it to you as a gift. Then that's okay. Because when the hand changes, the ruling changes. Even when it comes to a gift, we're not allowed to take a gift back. If there was something in your house and you had forgotten about its existence and you found it after two years, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so you lent your sweater to your sister and you forgot about it? That's okay. Of course, when it comes to a loan, it should be taken back. If you are sharing it, okay, let's say you take some food to your friend's house. It's a potluck. So can you eat from it? Yes, because this is not charity. Or zakat, because that's the right of the poor. You understand what I mean? That's different. Because your intention was not that all of this is for the poor. Your intention is that, you know, I'm taking this from my friend and everybody's going to enjoy. I was just drawing a parallel from this, just how we give a gift to somebody and that person can gift it to somebody else. Similarly, when we give something in charity, then it's not our business anymore and that person can give it away. Or yes, it yes. Next hadith, حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف أخبرنا مالك بن أنس عن زيد بن أسلم عن أبيه قال سمعت عمر رضي الله عنه يقول So Umar رضي الله عنه said that حملت على فرس في سبيل الله that I gave someone a horse in the way of Allah فأضاعه الذي كان عنده So the person who had the horse wasted it meaning he wasn't really taking good care of it فأردت أن أشتريه so I intended to buy it. وَظَنَنْتُ أَنَّهُ يَبِيعُهُ بِرُخْصٍ And I thought that he would sell it cheaply. So because the horse was no longer in good condition, so he thought it would be easy to buy it also. فَسَأَلْتُ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَقَالْ So I asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he said, لَا تَشْتَرِي Do not buy it. وَلَا تَعُدْ فِي صَدَقَتِكَ And do not take back your sadaqah. وَإِنْ أَعْطَاكَهُ بِدِرْهَمٍ Even if he sells it to you for a dirham, do not take it, even if you find it so cheap. فَإِنَّ الْعَائِدَ فِي صَدَقَتِهِ Because the person who takes back his charity, كَالْعَائِدِ فِي قَيْئِهِ Like the one who swallows his own vomit. So anytime there is a temptation of taking back what you've given, just remember this. And you will no longer want to take it back, inshallah. Now, if it happens without knowledge, that a person unknowingly ends up buying his own charity, then this is not sinful. But a person should not keep it, they should give it away. Go ahead. If a father sort of passes down his, to his son the car, a car, like, so he's just like, I'm going to buy a new car and then you can have this one. And then he realizes the kid doesn't like take it for an oil change or anything. I was thinking about that, that like, then you can't technically take it back because it doesn't matter how he treats it. You can't be like, okay, I'm taking it back because... Yeah, I mean, I mean if the, the father properly. has given him the car, then the car belongs to the son. But if it's understood that no, the father still owns the car and the son is just borrowing it, then the father can take it back whenever he wants. But if he's given it to the son, all right, then he cannot take it back. 
And this means that even with our children, right, little children, that when we give them something, we should not just take it back from them. Of course, you and your wealth belong to your father. But on every little thing, you know, you buy them a present and then you take it back from them. This is not nice. باب ما يذكر في الصدقة للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. What is mentioned regarding sadaqa as in zakat and voluntary charity for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. Meaning, was charity allowed for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم or not? حدثنا آدم حدثنا شعبة حدثنا محمد بن زياد قال سمعت أبا هريرة رضي الله عنه قال أخذ الحسن بن علي رضي الله عنهما تمرة من تمر الصدقة حسن بن علي رضي الله عنه when he was little we learned this hadith earlier that he took a date from the dates of صدقة فجعلها في فيه and he put it in his mouth فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said كخ كخن 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 it's you know when you say you make a sound like that to make the child throw out, spit out what he's got in his mouth. So same thing he said, why? لِيَطْرَحَهَا So that the child would spit it out. ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, أَمَا شَعْرْتَ أَنَّا لَا نَأْكُلُ الصَّدَقَةَ Are you not aware that we do not eat sadaqah? We actually learned in another hadith that Hassan رضي الله عنه was actually on the shoulders of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And when he began drooling, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم looked up. And when he looked up, he saw a date in his mouth. So he pulled it out. Right there, and he told him that, do you not know that we do not eat sadaqah? So this shows us that any sadaqah, any charity, whether it is obligatory or voluntary, is not permissible for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, so first of all, any charity, obligatory or voluntary, is not permissible for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, what about his family? First of all, the question is, who is his family? Who is his al? Remember that the al includes, first of all, the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, because Allah calls them Ahl al-Bayt in the Qur'an. And in a narration we learn, Aisha radiallahu anha said that, Inna alu Muhammad la tahillu lana sadaqa. That we are the family of Muhammad ﷺ and charity is not permissible for us. So the wives of the Prophet ﷺ were also not allowed to take charity, zakat. However, their children could. The children of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, for them, zakat is permissible. Of course, we're not talking about the children that he had with Khadija radiallahu anha. Okay? Because uh, they were also the children of the Prophet ﷺ. When we're talking about the other wives, like for example, Um Salama radiallahu anha. Remember I mentioned to you about four of her children? So could they receive zakat? Yes, they could. Okay? Because they're not part of the al. Secondly, the al of the Prophet ﷺ includes the Banu Hashim and Banu Muttalib. And in a report in Sahih Muslim, we learned that they are specifically the descendants of Ali radiallahu anhu, Alu Aliyin. Secondly, wa Alu Aqilin, the descendants of Aqil, wa Alu Jafarin, the descendants of Jafar, and fourthly, wa Alu Abbas, the descendants of Abbas radiallahu anhu. Alright, so uh, Alu Ali, Alu Aqil, Alu Ja'far, Alu Abbas. Now, the family of the Prophet ﷺ, the Al, so we're talking about these four Al's and the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, 
they cannot take zakat. Okay, so even if today someone is truly from the descendants of uh, these uh, people, Alu Ali, Alu Aqil, Alu Jafar, Alu Abbas, because the Prophet ﷺ did not have any sons, right? So these are his al. So they cannot take zakat. Why? We learn in a hadith that once zakat was being distributed and Abbas radiallahu anhu went and he asked for some and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that inna hadhihi sadaqat innama hiya awsakhun nas that these charities are like the impurities of people because when you give zakat you give it why? To purify your wealth. So they're not permissible for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and for the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the wisdom. But there's also another wisdom, which is that if it was allowed for them to accept zakat, then who do you think would get all the zakat? Who do you think? It would be given to them only, right? Because, I mean, of course, we have a lot of love and respect for them. And when you know that you can give something to two people, one of them is more beloved to you, then what would you do? Give it to the person who's more beloved, and the rest of the people would be ignored. So in a way, if you think about it, the rest of the community has been you know, preserved like this. Their rights have been preserved this way. Right? And then secondly, this also ensures that they would not take advantage of their position. That they're getting a financial gain because of their blood. You understand? Also, remember that this was one of the signs of prophethood. One of the signs of the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ was that he would not take charity. Right? Who tested him on this? Salman al-Farsi radiallahu anhu. Remember he was in Medina as a slave. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa came. Salman al-Farsi took a handful of dates. Alright. And he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and he said this is charity. So what happened? Did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa eat from that? No. He gave it to his companions. Then the next day Salman al-Farsi, he brought more dates and he said this is a gift for you. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ate it. So this is zakat. Zakat cannot be taken by the family of the Prophet ﷺ either. However, voluntary sadaqah can be given to them. Okay? They can take the sadaqatu tatawur, voluntary charity. Okay? But not zakat. Zakat is mandatory. Right? And voluntary charity they can take, of course, when they're in need. Now, some scholars have said that, uh, remember that there is a certain portion which is the khumus. Okay, the khumus of war booty. Okay. A fifth of which, okay, the fifth of the fifth, okay, goes to the family of the Prophet ﷺ. And there is reason behind that. This is when they're in need and of course they do have a status, so they have been given a share through the war booty, but not through the zakat. Okay. So some scholars have said that when there is no khumus, because there's no war booty, and there's no khumus coming in. What if there's someone from Al-Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they are extremely destitute? What do they do? Do they go and beg? No. They should not go and beg. If they're really destitute, and there's no khumus whatsoever, then it would be correct for them to take zakat. Okay? But this is only in an exceptional situation. What about the freed slaves of Alu Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Because remember that the freed slaves of a people are from them. 
So there is a difference of opinion concerning that. Some scholars said that it is permissible for them, and others said that no, because there is a narration in Musnad Ahmad in which we learn that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Inna alu Muhammad la tahillu lana sadaqa wa inna maula alqawmi min anfusihim." That the freed slaves of a people are from them, meaning they are from them. They're still linked to the family. <laughs> 